Open Run with BTG on the road. You probably heard or probably don't. Didn't have time to record my episode yesterday. That's okay because on the plus side, I got to actually, you know, see the, the, the results of the uh, first wave of the second round games. Um, you know, we got we got Milwaukee and uh, Boston. Definitely got Phoenix versus Dallas. Um, yeah, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? I don't, Dallas is my dark horse. Not, not necessarily to get to the finals, but I like the team. I just don't. I don't know if they're gonna have enough. Uh, Luca's gonna have to play out his goddamn mind, which you know he ain't gonna have no problem doing. But Phoenix, being the well-oiled machine that they are, definitely took Game One. Is it was like a, it was like a ten, a ten-point gap that they, they just could not close or whatever. And that might be the difference between. That might be the point difference between that team in general is a ten point as a ten point lead. Uh, obviously, when Phoenix get on a roll, you know what I'm saying. Them niggas start knocking down the three ball. Like that's it's not they bread and butter, but that's they savior. You know what I'm saying. So, in a situation where you have to monitor book and his hamstring, make sure you don't put too much strain on that. Uh, obviously, you know CP3 and his playoff woes. Uh, as far as injuries, make sure we monitor that. And then also um, making sure that neither one of those cats get into foul trouble because, I mean, even though I feel like when when it comes to Phoenix, their role players are extremely important for that squad. Like, that's – that. if you, if you want to talk about the bread and butter, you know what I'm saying, you know Booker is basically the guy or whatever, and you got CP3 as – the leader, and then you'll have the surrounding cast, which they have a phenomenal, phenomenal cast, and they need everybody to be on one. They need everybody to be on one uh, for that machine to work. It's, 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 very, it's very similar to uh, Golden State, I should say, which a lot of teams within the past, what, five, six years have tried to build their team around the the golden state uh roster you feel me to where they can run they can go small ball even though they have Aiton. you know what i'm saying they can go small ball and run because they got a couple of shooters on that team you know what i'm saying we already know about cp3 and his mid-range that that plays the factor book is 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 uh is no shy at mid-range at all but that three ball yeah yeah you know what i'm saying we talked about crowd especially if crowder is hitting like because they can actually i think they could prevail without crowder you know what I mean? And if and if the they I'm not sure if they can afford I'm not sure if they can afford to lose book and win a series. If if book was out a whole series, that'd be a uh, that'd be a struggle. They can still get it done, but it'd be more of a struggle than uh, uh, a for sure thing. Or I expect Phoenix to get past like a Dallas. But maybe if maybe if a CP3 go down, I think if CP3 go down is 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 50 50. It's 50-50, and I say it's 50-50 because if the if, if the role players don't step up, I mean, but that's with any team, but, you know, they got to step up an additional three to four points each role player, you know what I'm saying, to compensate for the loss of a CP3 if that was to happen or whatever. But besides that, it's still a well-oiled machine. When you when you look at Dallas, it's, I mean, obviously we already know what that is. Luke ain't going to have enough help for that. Luke definitely needs another guy over there. And I want to say, I want to say, 
I would like to pair Luca with probably like a four, a big man. You know what I'm saying? I know I got obviously we talking about Porzingis, but that's been dried up. That's been dried up marshmallows since the injuries and stuff like that. So um, they get somebody else over there. Dallas is going to be an issue. Um, Milwaukee and Boston. Now I'm conflicted on this one. See, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have any beef with Milwaukee. You feel me? Like I don't at all. Uh, Milwaukee and 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 my Lakers, we got history. And that's because they gave us the greatest player <laughs> of all time, uh, the cap himself. But outside of that, I mean, Milwaukee, you know what I mean? They earned. Uh, well, I, I'm still I'm not completely, but they definitely went and took that title last year. So shout out to them. And they have a very good chance of doing it again, even though, you know, one of them. One of their pieces, I ain't going to say main pieces, because they definitely got a couple of main pieces that stepped up. Mr. Porter's himself, uh, Drew Holiday, obviously, but they're missing uh, Middleton. And that is going to be an issue, uh, seeing that if they go to the next round, which is the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to need all their weapons, and especially if they're talking about going back to the finals. Middleton was a very important piece to that finals run, and... I, honestly, I you know I don't go with the narrative that that it's the next man up because that next man up to step up if he was to be that guy then he probably wouldn't be on the team because um, he'll probably be getting paid somewhere else to be that guy. So you know it's not it's not easy to replace it's not easy to replace your second option or whatever and it's damn sure we already know it's damn sure not easy to replace your your, your first option. Any of your main horses go down in the postseason, it's going to be an extremely uphill battle. Uphill battle. But they don't seem to have any problems. It's only one game, though. They don't seem to have any issues with the with, with uh, Boston as of now. You know, as far as the matchups, if you look at the matchups, I would, on paper, I would definitely take Boston. You know what I mean? That's the one team, if I'm in the East, that I would be definitely worried about because they have a great team defense. You know what I'm saying? Led by the defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? But the thing is, they all have to work together. And Giannis is the main Giannis is the main guy. When you look at Boston, obviously we got Jason Tatum, and he is probably one of the most important people on those teams. But like I said, somewhat similar similar to Phoenix, um, their role players, their role players really matter. You know, and to put it into more uh, to a deeper perspective, like look at the Lakers squad, whether you like the roster or not, but you know, you definitely need Anthony Davis and Braun to take off. They need the bulk of everything, right? And they need obviously every team needs their role players. But when you look at the when you look at the Phoenix team and you need and you look at the Boston team, if their role players step up, you don't need that much. You don't need that much from Jason Tatum. You don't need that much from um, you don't need that much from CP3 or Booker. You know what I'm saying? As long as as long as everybody else is really eating the set tripping, you don't necessarily need it. Now, the Golden State the Golden State matchup um, against Memphis that's a high powered that's a high powered extremely fast paced type of game that we uh, type of series that we're gonna see. I see the 
I see the experience, the championship experience, because I was the one that was counting Golden State out because we didn't know how, and it was all, it was all depending on how Clay was going to come back. Clay has come back looking, looking great, looking like himself. Like you can still tell that it might be a speed, speed, uh, less, you know what I'm saying? Like a step down, but the shot hasn't gone anywhere. Clay is getting on that rim still. Now his and that's where I say with the speed, like his defense is 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 somewhat hit or miss. It's not locked down like it used to be. And for obviously reason, you keep blowing some tires. You know what I'm saying? It's it's you're not gonna be able to 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 go back to what you used to be. And that's on top of getting older, having time off, and things like that. But everybody knows the most important player on Golden State right now is is no longer Draymond. Draymond was the most important player on that roster during those championship runs. But I'm going to say, and then we got Iggy that's out, right? <clears throat> you got Iggy that's out. But when you're talking about Jordan, and, you, and I'm going I'm to throw Peyton the second up in there too. You know what I'm saying? When you throw Peyton up in there and you throw Jordan Poole up in there, those two guards right there, which we have one of them, by the way, um, those two guards right there are very important to the championship run Golden State is uh, can possibly go on because when you talk about that small ball, we're, talking, we're not just talking about small ball for just the speed. We're talking about for the athleticism as well. So Memphis, I, I look at Memphis as, as like how I look at Dallas. And <clears throat> I would say, Ja has a bit more, he has much more help because to me, if you really think, I think Memphis got a better roster than Dallas. Overall, better roster than, than Dallas. Um, they got, they got some toys over there that, that, that can go, that could play. But it's not too many teams in the postseason, let alone like, like in the season. In the season that, 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 that could, that could fuck with Golden State on, on a small ball on a small ball, but it'd be interesting because at this point, at this point, any of the top seeds that go out, when when you look at Dallas, when you look at teams like Dallas and the Nuggets, you know, you know, they don't have enough because they're both missing a Well, Dallas needs a piece and Denver was missing a piece. You know, and I, and I feel like if, if if Denver had all his horses, then it's a much more competitive, much more competitive series. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they beat Golden State and advance, but what I'm saying is it doesn't look that easy. It's going to be a dogfight because Jamal Murray is 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 a special guard in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? He can actually cruise through the season, but get him to the postseason. He gonna make something, you know. I mean, he's been doing this in college. Special guard, special guard. Um, as far as as far as the Sixers are concerned, um, it's there's an issue. I think they're trying to force Embiid back um, for obvious reasons, right? I think they're trying to force him back, and rightfully so because. Miami to me is no is they they're no longer I mean they was just in the finals a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at the rosters and the three strongest teams right now on the East is Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. And Boston and you know, Boston and, 
and 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 Milwaukee basically canceled out each other because they playing against each other right now. Um, so we could be looking at another Miami Milwaukee East Coast Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? And I like Miami. I didn't like Miami against my Lakers until AD had went down, but they also had some missing link. Well, they had some banged up players too, but. Miami is a good team, led by a great coach, and we already know who's behind that great coach. But um, I bet I got to sneeze. Shit. Hold on. There we go. God damn, my bad. I couldn't pause it either. Hopefully, be honest if <laughs> we fix this, but um. No, I like Miami, man. Jimmy Butler. Um, me and the fellas was having a, a discussion like years ago about Jimmy Butler versus Clay Thompson. And basically, who would you rather have and stuff like that. And that was easy to say. It's easy to say Clay because he's going to go down as one of the best shooters of all time. Probably, um, I would say top five best shooters of all time. A lot of people going to have him top three. Obviously, Steph is going to be up there. But, you know, I still got other killers from the old school. Ray Ray, uh, Reggie, um, shit. Um, no, I got a lot of shooters up there now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, I got a lot of shooters up there. But... I will say that uh, Clay will always be up there. So that's, that's easy. But who's going to who's gonna fill his seats? I think Clay can fill his seats, but I don't think he can fill his seats as much as Jimmy Butler. Hey, when you think about both of the players, though, I put the pressure on the team to build the correct roster for each player because uh, you can't you cannot build the same roster for both Jimmy and Clay. But I took I took Jimmy. Jimmy is what everybody's been saying for the past couple of years. This dog you know what i mean the apex predator and he is and he is so um they got a couple of apex predators over there in the east coast you know what i mean i think i think i think Giannis and jimmy butler's at the top of that list i would be scared to pair them two together Woo we i'd be scared to pair them and, and them two end up playing on the same team together night night i say they can at least grab two or three championships out of that you know what I'm saying? If you feel if if you build that roster around them, obviously, you know, the roster that they have individually with Miami and Milwaukee wouldn't be the same. Jesus Christ. You figure that out right there. Come to the West. Um, so as you know, I, I can see I'm I'm going to tread lightly, because like I said, I still got Dallas as my dark horse. You know what I'm saying? And that's only because I feel like Luca can have a situation where he's just going off at the same time. I don't want to contradict myself because I just said I don't think I don't think Luca has enough to help him get past uh, Phoenix, especially if Phoenix because if, if Phoenix is hit on all cylinders it, and nobody has a perfect nobody has a perfect game really right. But if they if Phoenix plays close to perfect, then it's curtains for Dallas because in the, in the same vein they have to play close to perfect to competing with Golden State. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't want to give my finals prediction. I mean, I probably did. But looking with, with the team that we just have right now, I'm just going to wait or whatever. But I would I would love to see, like, a, a fun finals would be Golden State and Miami. That would be a fun one. 
You know what I mean? Um, you know what? Let's do something different. I would say the most under. I would say the most underrated finals that would be fire would probably be a Memphis. Probably be a Memphis and Boston. That would be an underrated fire finals. Uh, long shot or whatever. Overrated. Overrated, we're probably having the same matchup that we had from last year. Milwaukee versus Phoenix. We still going to watch it. We going to watch every bit of it. But, nah, I think, I think, and, and, and shout out to the NBA because they successfully have done this. If you know, you know. But I think they like the fact that, you know, the usual suspects is not in the finals. You know what I mean? So, I like, I would like to see, you know what? Uh, my uh, Miami versus Phoenix would probably be solid. That'd be solid. You know what I mean? I need all troops on deck for that one. Um, let's see a snooze fest. I'm not gonna lie, a snooze fest would probably be like Dallas. Mm, I would say Dallas and Sixers. That's a snooze fest right there. And hear me out. We still gonna watch it. But it's not going to be any fireworks if that finals was to pop off. Not at all. Uh, I'm, I would say a blowout finals. A blowout finals would be Golden State and... Whew, I would say Golden State and Sixers. That's a blowout. Why the matchups? Sixers can't go small ball with them. And I'm not sure how severe... Um, Embiid injury is because uh, they're trying to rush him back, and from what I was from what I was reading on, that's a it, that could be a serious injury because they said they, he has no timetable. But then a couple of days later, they said they're trying to get him back. So you can never know. You never really know. Like they could tell you whatever, and it can mean something different behind, behind closed doors. But definitely, that's a snooze fest if, if we get a, I mean, not not just a snooze fest, but that's a blowout if we get like a Golden State and Sixers. Um, uh, uh, another good one would probably be like a Phoenix at Boston. That'd be a popping one. Um, but I'm going to give Memphis some love and say any team that Memphis was to play in the finals would definitely be an exciting matchup because you got exciting teams. You got exciting teams and, and uh, you know what? Memphis and Milwaukee. Oh, double M's. Double M's, Maybach music. That would be a fire finals. Memphis and Milwaukee. I like that. I like that as one of my dark horse finals right there. I don't think it's going to happen because I definitely got Golden State penciled in. But, yeah, that would be in an alternate universe, I should say. <laughs> Yo, the NFL draft uh, happened this past weekend as well. I'm not going to lie to you. Between chilling and uh, gymnastics and a birthday party. I literally, um, I know, and I also work Friday night too, so my, my weekend was a little short or whatever. I got off on Saturday morning. But I'm going to honestly say that that draft, I didn't pay too much attention to like like back in the day I did. You know, I, like, it used to be an event for me. And you know, for me as a Raider fan, I'm excited to see what toys is going to come to the roster just to make us look exciting. So now it's a different reason that I'm watching um, the draft is to see what toys they're going to uh, add to the 
roster that to help out Derek Carr. Because remember, we got Devontae Adams. You know, we got Waller, even though Waller has been in trade talks, but nothing heavy. I know Green Bay is looking to replace Devontae Adams. Um, and was and that's the reason he was in talks. They was in talks with Waller, you know, because they, you know, you got to give some <laughs> something for Aaron Rodgers to throw to over there. But let's just say we stay we stay put with the with the um, with the you know with the roster we have now. Adding on uh, Zamir White, um, I'm I'm pretty excited for. But look, I will say this: I will give you a more in depth. Uh, talk about the Raiders draft, you know, because look, going into this, I felt like we definitely needed to beef up on the O-line and the D-line, right? You got to start with the trenches, but we also need some linebackers. We for sure need some linebackers, and we already know what it is. To me, if you have a elite defensive line and or, or even just a solid um, front eight, if you got a solid front eight, then you can have mediocre DBs. You just got to make sure the defense is catered around your D-line and your linebackers to where they put enough pressure on the quarterback to where we ain't got to <laughs> we ain't got to rely on the, the talent of our DBs because finding a great uh, DB is, is very scarce these days. You know, there's a reason why there's probably a lot more receivers than it is great DBs. So, I, and I know we need help on all levels. I mean, but we did, you know, we, we worked on our defensive line, you know what I mean? So, I'm not too concerned. And we're talking about as far as uh, the big boys, the D-linemen, you know what I'm saying? Not the edge rushers. We got that. I think we got, you know, we got Jones over there. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we got Mad Max. So, I think it's time that we part ways with Cleveland Farrell, you know. But I see what we doing. I see what we're doing, and we also picked up two running backs. But like I said, I'll go in depth with that next week, so I can so I can basically break down each player from the draft and our dudes and those. You know, the Raiders football season coming up. Football season coming up. Um, outside of that, that's my take. That's my take for the NBA. Um, who do we feel like is going to win uh, MVP? Is looking like the nigga that's injured. You know what I mean? I think the only. The only other player that came close to competing with Embiid usually was suspects. I would say um, Giannis, and you know, honestly, they gave. Let me. I just want to talk about this real quick. Uh, real quick, uh, two things about John Moran. One uh, involving his dad, but to close it out, I think they gave the most improved person. Uh, the they gave that person the wrong award. I know they, you know, they job went from a real good player to a borderline great player as of right now, you know. And I think he got the wrong award. And I think they gave him the award because the MVP, he probably was third or fourth. Depending on how it's your is your is your opinion, but he definitely was up there in the in the MVP race for me, right? Um, not high, not high, and we already knew that he wasn't going. To, he's not going to win it, so I feel like that's where they got they gave him the MIP award. Now he gave it. He since then gave it to his teammate, um, and that's cool, and that's cool. But I think I think that should have overall should have went to Jordan Poole. Everybody agrees that the most improved player. Should have went to Jordan Poole. 
You know, that's just one of those things where just a miss. I don't, I don't, you know, they don't always get it right. It's they probably get it wrong more than they get it right. You know, it's there's in, in history there has been a lot of cats from All Star, Most Improved, MVP, Defensive Player. I think Defensive Player they got it right. You know, I think Rookie uh, Scotty Bourne, I think they got it right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, outside of that, man, they they, they be fucking up sometimes. Uh, if we, if we did, if we had the chance to do a do over, I think that most improved player goes to Jordan Poole. And, but it'd be interesting where they go with, see if they're going to fuck it up this time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but let me get to this real quick. As far as John Moran, I'm going to talk about John Moran. I'm talking about cat, right? You know, so the previous, uh, round was between, the Timberwolves and um, the Grizzlies, right? Memphis. And so we already know what that is. Cat is, is the best player for Minnesota. His dad is at the game sideline. Everybody has, everybody, John Moran's dad has been in the spotlight since John Moran has gotten uh, drafted. Why? Because in college, you didn't see too much, like you did see his dad. Or whatever, but it wasn't highlighted because his dad was in is was in a crowd or whatever. His dad got highlighted since the drive because his dad was up there, and it was so many things like the jokes was coming. His dad looks like a pimp or whatever. His dad looked like he's from the streets, you know. What I'm saying the latest comparison is that you know Usher might be his uh, twin brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and they do look identical. Like they look like. They brothers. They don't. He looked like he the older brother to to Usher. Um, but they see these two black men on the sideline celebrating their sons, and is and we already know what Cat went through. You know what I'm saying? We already know what Cat went through during the pandemic, where his mom passed away from COVID. You know what I'm saying? So everybody had a heavy heart for him. Still has a heavy heart. Cat plays with a heavy heavy heart. As being a married man. I can never find myself in a position as Cat's father. You know what I'm saying? So to see both of their sons, and we are black men, black men, and and black and and the black man that's listening to this right now, young or old, elders, they know when I say we're black men, they know exactly what I mean in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Levar Ball because I thought they gave him a dirty rap. You know what I'm saying? Because he was what they what the, a lot of people were saying over like supporting his kids you know what i mean now you know two out of three making it to the league just hear me out when i say this two out of three making it to the league and if the if the middle brother would have kept his head on straight during those ucla years he probably would have got picked up now he probably would have been in the d league which he did have a chance to play in the d league and things like that but he probably could have made it to the league and probably would have set the bench because he was probably he, I ain't no problem. He was the less talented out of the three. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was familiar with Lonzo, and we see what um, we see what Lamelo is doing right now. But that's not bad. So to see these two guys on the sideline joking, having a good time, watching their sons in a heated battle between uh, the between each other and stuff like that, and they're getting criticized. Why? Because they extra animated. You know what I mean? 
But you know what? They never really pay attention to the sideline until some racist shit is reported. But it's racist shit that happens on that side, on, on that, that court side all the time. All the time. You see these white folks out there, they got, they drinking and stuff like that. And they are blurting out shit. Uh, Bron has gotten people kicked out several times. He got niggas kicked out of the bubble when they, when they first started letting certain fans in or whatever that was required to wear a mask. He was getting cats kicked out because of what the, the boy, and then, you know, obviously it's easier to point out the person saying some weird shit in a bubble because it was on, they only let in like a hundred people at the time. But, you know, cats are getting kicked out or whatever. You know what I mean? Yo, they had niggas trying to run on the court in Minnesota and glue themselves to the goddamn, and y'all are tripping. Y'all are tripping over two fathers ra that raised their kids. And in some cases, you know, got to continue raising their kids without the other parent. You never stop being a father. You never stop raising your kids, no matter how old they get. And we, and yeah, it's us, bro. It's us. I'm sick of this shit. Like, yeah, we can keep pointing the finger at our white counterparts. Yeah, that's easy. That's low-hanging fruit. But then these cats is over here having a good time and things like that. And now we mad at them? Now we're calling them more irritating and, and, and things like that. Then LeVar Ball, I was always on their side. I, I didn't see not one problem with LeVar Ball did. Not one. Because just because white folks ain't used to it, that's why I said on Twitter, it really shows who was going to those AAU games and not just the, the professional games. Why? Because that's where you're going to see parents animated the most. And it's not just us black folks that's animated. It's everybody. If your son, your son or your daughter don't even have to be that good, but you're going to hear people barking. Just imagine if your son is highly ranked. Now, some, some people know that's not how they get down. You know what I'm saying? They don't get down like that. Like, they just real quiet, reserved, or do the minimum of, of, of cheering and rooting and things like that. The support. But then there are some over-the-top parents that's yelling now. They even have, not even just parents, though. Family members or friends. That's just, that's part of the game, though. That's part of the game. As long as, as long as Cat's not running on the court. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. I get tired of seeing uh, people. Because I, I can't just say the parents. It's not just all on the parents. I've seen other people do this. I've seen the sisters and the brothers and the cousins and the friends on the sideline. Yelling every goddamn play. Lock him up. He can't dribble. La la this. You better than that. La 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 la. All that. I've seen. I've seen all of it. And yes, I have gotten irritated. But there are moments in the game where it's a tight game in the second half, and everybody's standing up. We all barking. That's the nature of. That's just what it is when it comes to sports. It's a gladiator sport, no matter which one it is. As long as we talk about crunch time hours, and it's them against them, or it's me against you. That's what it is. But what we're seeing in the NBA on court side with the fathers, bro, that's not, that ain't nothing. All they doing is, is laughing, enjoying each other, and understanding, like, this is what it is. We're, I hope I, I pray I get to a point where, yo, I, I my son is playing against another, another somebody else's son, and they going at it or whatever, and we both on the court side. Like, yeah, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Stop complaining, bro. Y'all did this shit. Y'all burnt it out with LeVar. Because the white, because white people are not used to seeing 
a black man support his kids like that, any loud, any talking shit, he talking shit about my son being better than Curry, I can beat Jordan, oh, Lord knows you say anything negative about MJ, how the white folks is going off, white folks is going off, you know what I'm saying, and then, and then, we already know MJ fans, no matter if you wanna, if you, if you take LeVar serious or a joke, niggas got something to say, and they, and they, and then and then they mask it with they mask it with he crazy or whatever that he's talking like this. I still ain't forgot the whole thing Molly pulled that bullshit. Yeah, and then niggas hopped on that bandwagon fast, and they trying to do the same thing to these innocent followers on the sideline. That's crazy. And and for you niggas talking about act like you've been in before, yo, don't you know it's a small percentage of people that will. That, that would be able to sit on the sideline because you would either have to have the money or even have a uh, um, be related to a superstar to get that treatment. Hell, it's a lot of niggas, it's a lot of niggas in the league that can't get their parents. You know what I'm saying? They can't get their parents or their friends, family members, a core side. There's a lot of cats that can't do that, man. It's, it's kind of like going to an award show. They're going to put a lot of people that either got a lot of bread that we may not know of, or it's going to be a lot of celebrities, Corsair. That's just what it is. But y'all got to stop this hate, bro. That shit is ugly, and it's it's obvious, bro. It's obvious. Y'all be running with the narrative. Y'all, y'all like losing to the media. The media be playing with y'all. The media be playing with y'all. The media ain't pointing out no white parents. No white parents. But you had cats like Matthew Stafford wife say some shit. Remember that? Y'all got on her ass for like a day or two and that was it. But y'all niggas still hate LeVar Ball. Y'all ridiculous, bro. Let these cats live. Enjoy. Y'all so y'all so used to the media, the media rules. You can't say nothing back to the media. And the media be brainwashing y'all to hate us. We already know that is. Dang, man. I thought y'all was better than this. Now y'all about to sit up there and let the media paint a bad picture for Jaws' dad. For Cat's dad. And y'all probably won't say that much for Cat's dad because of what he's going through. And Cat is not, and you already know, Cat is not that type of player. Cat, Cat is the type that bark from the, from the, from the porch or whatever. And then when you walk by and leave, then he comes to the gate. Not saying nothing, but that's just his personality. So you know he was raised good. He wasn't raised to be disrespectful or anything like that. John Moran is just flamboyant. He's about to go out there. He's about to give you a show. And be respectful at the same time. A little bit petty. We seen what y'all, we seen what you did to the Timberwolves. A little bit petty. But at the same time, bro, it's not even. It's not that deep. Try try understanding somebody else for for a bit, like, and because I get it, because especially my age, niggas that's around my age, we're used to a certain, just like certain NBA, we was used to a certain amount of like a certain type of NBA players, the way they played, the longevity, and what I mean by longevity, like throughout the season, these guys, we was used to cats playing eighty two games and shit like that without you know injuries or playing through injuries and shit like that. We wasn't used to anything on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't no, it wasn't parents back in the day. The niggas then, you know, those parents didn't didn't care to be seen on TV. But the parents these days are different. 
these kids were brought up in the social media era. They in the spotlight already since 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 AAU. They in the spotlight. So you in the spotlight because they. Well, if your kid is that dope, they about to. Who, who's the parent? We've been doing that before social media. So all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas is not up with the with, with with today's world how it runs. Everything is put on blast. I wouldn't be surprised if John Morant in the future, John Morant dad or cat get a commercial together or something like that or separate. You see what happened with LeVar Ball. Melo got his, and you know what I'm saying? And they in commercials together because they had that type of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, uh, who was it? Was it, is it Spectrum? I forgot because LaMelo is on a couple of commercials. And his dad is only in one. I know he was in a Hulu. I know, I know, I know Melo got the Hulu, but I think he got like a spec or AT&T. There we go. I think Melo with the AT on, uh, AT&T commercial and, and you see LeVar in the background outside saying that's my boy or he could do it or whatever the case may be. But they're feeding off their relationship and it's authentic to me. Now you, to me, I, I see what you're doing. The shit that y'all criticized them about now, I would say that AT&T stepped up. They said, all right, we're going to go against the grain. We're going to actually use the, the dad's personality and the relationship that he got with his this one kid, and we're going to highlight it. AT&T did that. Everybody else is scared to do it. Why? Because they'll let the media, fucking Stephen A. and Molly, y'all niggas is weird, bro. Shout out to all the dads out there that got sons in the NBA that's on the sideline supporting them, and they black. I'm pro-black, nigga. Black History Month in May, nigga. Because y'all niggas is tripping, bro. Let them live. Open run with BTG on the road. You heard it. I think this was a dope show. I didn't really, it didn't really give what it was supposed to give. Because I was supposed to have... I did write my nose down for the uh, for the NFL draft. Like I said, that shit was like kind of like lackluster to me. Um, but... Derek Carr did get some weapons that I did want that I do want to talk about. I'm gonna wait till the roster is finished out though. I, I I'll do that. I'll wait till the roster is finished out. But shout out, man. Open run with BTG. Let's do it.